You know, I've been reading a lot about the origins of John Cena, how he sort of became the phenomenon that is today. And I feel like I should get better at freestyle rapping. Okay. Was that a big part of his thing? That's That was his breakout performance was he was able to like really incredibly successfully freestyle rap in the ring. His persona has changed over the years, but he had kind of like an Eminem, but like Target approved Eminem. Target approved Eminem. Um, Precisely right. So Russ, if you were, so you were going to, I can't believe I was talking about other stuff when the the possibility of you dropping some bars. Uh, and, and I know it's. I, I know really it's, would love anything. Uh, I'm gonna go up to the Rust intro vending machine. I'm gonna press. I'm gonna. Pre- I'm gonna press B11. <laughs> I'm pressing B11. Just see what comes out. It's also oh. freestyle rapping. Oh, oh, oh man, Who it's all. It's all and and let me just say, I know you. You might have concerns that I yep. would have like pre-written something. Uh-huh. Nope. So just to like allay those concerns, if you want to pick a topic, I could okay. So okay. support that topic. D- okay, it's got you guys. No, it's got to be debt ceiling. Yeah, yeah, I think I sure. think debt ceiling is pretty good. That's on everybody's lips right now. Okay, it's debt ceiling. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Do you need a beat? Uh, no, I'll I'll handle the beat. Don't worry. You're going to handle the beat, too? I'm going to do both. Wait, okay. no, you can't beat and... No, 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 no. Don't, the audio. Hey, hey, but for the grace of God, let him do this. Yeah, fine. I've got it. Da, na, 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 na. <laughs> oh, shit. Na, it's going to be nerdcore. Boom, 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 boom. Dead ceiling. I'm worried. I was born in Hyrule with pointy ears, slept in a cave for 100 years. Then I came out to a world of shit. Thank God I had my tunic, my mama knit. But forget all that. It's about this girl. Her golden hair made my heart pieces twirl. I I was here to save the world with her arrows. Inherit the wind, feature Clarence Darrow. After the shit, things settled down. Me and Zelda in Hateno Town. But out of nowhere comes a guy called Ganon, a Gerudo god with a dick like a cannon. It was there and then my girl agreed that there was only one way to seal the deed. A thruple was ruled for the peace of the land, of wisdom, of power, of courage, hell yeah. Now we're all fucking about three times daily. Karak's in the bed? Oh yeah, it's crazy. So remember, <laughs> folks, when you're in trouble, there's only one thing better than a double. That's three kinds of spoons, one big as a horse, and then you'll form the perfect triforce. <laughs> it's hard. Wait, 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 you forgot the final line. Debt ceiling. Yeah, I said debt ceiling at the beginning. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. Everybody knows. And then, his like, and then his mind just like spun off of that into yeah, yeah. a lot of bars about man Russ. I, I can't wait for so Russ's excited. reboot of Wild and Out um, that uh-huh. he's got cooking up. In my, the mild and out. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Justin McRoy, and I know the still reigning best game of the week. Yeah, my name is Griffin McRoy, and the game from last week is still very good. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I'm back, baby! My name is Russ Fresh, and I have the best game of the week. Welcome to the Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. It is a video game club, pals, and just by listening, you have become a member. 
And uh, this week we're continuing our freewheeling, fun-loving discussion of uh, The Legend of Zelda, uh, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Russ, Plant, no, let's, let's ask Plant. Plant, what specifically, what are the boundaries of this discussion today? You don't even try to put that on me. Put that on Fresh. He, he, Fresh. That on Fresh He's the no-spoiler guy. Okay, we, we're specifically focused on the first dungeon which i think we all did the rito dungeon which is the bird people dungeon yes and we're going to be also talking about our um emerging adventures within the depths of hyrule so down in the chasm we've also discussed making sort of broader without without getting into specifics past those points yeah we're not going to talk story story spoilers or anything like that but we will certainly this is the last like dedicated full episode on Zelda for a while, so we're gonna be um, kind of leaving it uh, with the last hurrah. Maybe we'll do a spo- like a spoiler like in a couple months. Yeah, like a big spoiler heavy one, but that won't be this one. Yes, I'm excited. Okay, well, uh, we're gonna talk about all that, uh, and we're gonna do it right after this. This episode of the Best These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so. You know, there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. I just want to say I was a stickler about that last point because I've played so far past where the spoiler cutoff is that I do not know that I could revert my brain to that primordial step. Like, I have ascended to true gamer god, and it's tough mm. to kind of like right. put those. How, old ma- how shoes many dungeons back on. have you have you finished? I'm on the last. Oh, I'm wow. on the fourth oh, wow. dungeon. I've done over a hundred shrines Jesus. at this point. I've we were on tour I last you weekend. Had, you had two kids, right? How are you doing <laughs> we were on tour. We were on tour last weekend, and me I did too. not have. I didn't. Oh, I didn't, didn't have my have kids. kids. Yeah. So for a few days, I didn't have kids, and me and Lake spent a lot of quality time together. Um, he's so just yeah. feeding them light of blessings. Yeah, just every day I come home, give him four, give him four. <laughs> that keeps the doctor away. Um, I was really interested to see. I think when I when when we talked about how sort of open and flexible the mechanics were, um, I was really interested to see how that would play in a dungeon, which yes. uh, Zelda dungeons are almost 
I mean, defined by the rigidity of the structure, right? If yeah. if there is a way that you uh, you find a secret path in there, and not only is it like it's intended for you to find it, and there is one prescribed place where that opening is, and there's a small hint to it, and it is, I mean. This is the this is the game that drew pictures with its map. So so right. concrete was it? It was you know able to make skulls and what have you. Um, so I was interested to see how those mechanics would would carry over. Um, and they don't. They, <laughs> they don't. They just don't really worry so much about that. Um, the, I, it's funny that we're talking about the Rito dungeon because that is probably the one to me that feels the most traditional. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I didn't feel that. I, me neither. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I only played the one so. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, compared to the others, I guess so you you are really able to crack these motherfuckers wide open. Like, if you go into one of these temples with the right Zonai machine that you have yeah. built, a lot of the stuff becomes completely trivialized. Right? Like, I'm assuming there's a way to get underneath this big fucking bird dungeon on a you know airship or something and just ascend up through the floor to where you need to go. Uh, so, yeah. so so flexible is it? That kind of reminds me. So Plant, when you started playing, I, I want to hear more about this because the lead up to the Rito Dungeon, which we'll talk about just to start with, is incredible. It's like this yeah, it's amazing really cool. series of you start in the you start the quest in Rito Town, wherever it's called, and uh, you're basically given, hey, you have to go up and check this stormy cloud. And you're like, how the fuck am I going to get up there? And you find this string of platforms. And the only way to, in theory, go from platform to platform with your current setup, which presumably would be early in the game, is by using your pal, the like Rito Prince or whoever he is, who will give you this ability to like burst forward while you're hang gliding. Mm -hmm. Yes. And plant, you managed to like not use him and get there. Yeah. So. I, apparently, I was not alone. We had a, a number of people tweet at us that they had had similar experiences. Yeah. Sure. And my take is, I don't think that the Rito wind burst is that powerful at all. Um, You're out of here. I, I use that shit to make nonstop. these jumps, like, without it. I, I, I mean, it was close, and I often, like, kind of I had to, like, climb up the last bit or so. Yeah. So basically, what we were talking about is there's like huge gaps between these islands, um, and then later on there are these giant Viking ships that you you bounce off of, uh, you bounce off like the the lowered mast, I guess, and and yeah, it, it was always close, but it it worked. Had, had you played a lot of the game before you did that dungeon? Like, did you have a lot of stamina? Did I have a lot of stamina. Whatever? I had no extra stamina. Um, huh. Yeah, so at least crazy. I don't think I did. I, I, I've I almost exclusively invested in hearts. Yeah, I mean, there are ways, uh, jumping to my mind, of, like, using pine cones to, like, heat up a uh, a fire, and then you use the, like, wind burst from that. Yeah, so I but, think the part where I do feel like I must have broken things, they're getting to these islands, because I, I never even, like, went up the, the the traditional way to start the whole thing. I kind of yeah, like from joined a, the top of the mountain of the basically. way in. And I and I did that somehow by um creating flying machines and like seeing an island in the distance while I was already up in the sky and being like, hey, I bet I could get over there. Oh, so, uh, got it. Um okay. so how did it result? Did it just say it was there like so, a little bit uh, yeah, I got note? all the way up into the so you you climb and you climb and you climb and there's a giant vortex like tornado in the sky. 
and you then um, use those bouncing Viking machines or Viking boats to uh, to jump in from the top into that vortex. And there's right. one giant Viking boat uh, in the middle, and that's where like the the theoretical dungeon is. Once I got in there, it was like um, it was like showing up to a party like an hour early, and everybody being like, "Wait, why? Why are you here? <laughs> like, you're you're we we would prefer that you uh, come when when we would like you. Um, there you need that zoni or not zoni. You need the the birds uh, wind burst to turn on these different engines across the show, right. and you can't do that without it. Does so, it there's no guidepost there, like go to Rito Village. Yeah, fucking there's n- I, not that I came across. And then even more frustrating was I um I had put a Zonai fan on the end of a stick so I could create wind. That yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was trying that, and that didn't work. Hmm. Um, yeah, which, that's a drag. Yeah, but so I mean, let me be clear. You know, champagne problems. It was all super duper fun, and then I went back to the. I guess the problem where where it became a headache for me was I went to the beginning of this quest line. I met with, like, all the birds. I got sent with, like, the little kid bird to go up to the top. And I was like, great, now that I have kid bird, I can just skip to the shrine I unlocked right near the very end of this thing right before you go into the 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 actual dungeon and when i did that the game like got very confused (laughs) he did not come with me he did not stay where i had been before that and i had to kind of find him like oh that's a bummer inside of the thing yeah that 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 was that was a pretty big bummer yeah um that's that that is very unfortunate it is it is a less fun thing that i assumed what would happen which is you just land there and there would be some sort of you know, like a spirit saying, of the bird hey, gods wow. who's like, hey, yeah, you yeah, yeah. are, whoa, this, I'm impressed. Me, spirit of the bird gods, I love it. I think it's fucking cool you got up here, man. I've, I've always been down on you guys, but I'm starting to rethink. I mean, <laughs> um, um, but the dungeon I, itself is, once you, if you go up there as God intended, <laughs> is uh is fun i i i was impressed by uh that that mechanic you're talking about where you have to have the the bird kid flap his wings at the generators um that took me a little bit to piece together yeah me too um and that and it and i'll say it was like it did it feel great when i did you know what i mean it was kind of like oh okay sure yeah no problem like after setting up fans in front of them and yeah and you know everything like that it was a little bit uh I don't know. That wasn't signposted really at all, which I like walked right up to one and messed with it for a while. Yeah. Uh, and before I realized what was going on, that was uh, that was irritating. I've only done uh, I've done one other dungeon, which is the fire dungeon. And my impression and Griffin, you can confirm this, is that for all the dungeons, you basically have to use the like your buddy's your ability. Helper. Yeah. You You think about them like traditional items right like there's not yeah. items in breath of the wild or tears of the kingdom but you do get these companions who then will just fucking party alongside you from once 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 you finish they are yeah, the so thing, what, they are the treasure you take out of the dungeon right so once you figure that out that that each of the dungeons requires that obviously it, it no longer becomes an issue because you know you're going to have to use them but obviously yes. for the first one yeah i was stuck like there was a big wind tunnel in the middle of the wind dungeon and i was like there's got to be a way to like redirect this like put a wall here to like push the wind in this direction or wherever it was and it took me a little while but i want to say there are m- puzzles in that dungeon that i was like 
fully blown away by. And maybe it's because I did the dungeon pretty early, like within the first five hours of landing. I like, like the idea that you find a broken switch and there's a bunch of icicles on the ground and you glue a fucking icicle to act as a lever to be able to like have the leverage to, to pull the broken switch was like such a mind blowing experience. I didn't like that. You didn't like that? Why would that, why would that work? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean it, it would work sense, in reality. Right? No, I mean, I mean, in a world where you have magic ice powers, you can glue an icicle to a rock. Guys, have you ever fucked with icicles before? Like, they you're not going to get leverage with it. It's yeah. wild. It depends how frozen sense. it is. What? If it's super frozen, Things you will. can't be more frozen, Russ. There's you, only frozen no. and not, bud. No, super frozen. No, super frozen is not something, <laughs> Russ. Stop per- it. Perfect I zero. Actually, I actually, and this is super fucking frozen. great. I dropped a spear and glued the spear. Oh yeah, that to works thing. too. And that then you can. Sense. There's no collision on the spear, but you can ultra hand it, and then it knows to give it like physical leverage, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I was blown I, away by that. I do. I and I felt this way about Breath of the Wild. I I also think Breath of the Wild's dungeons were way more rigid than this, right? Like you I remember totally the agree. the totally. bird one where you had to like tilt the wing, you had to use the machine to tilt the wings in a certain direction so you could access certain parts. Of, like the, those took me a long time to figure out. One of the dungeons I did, I beat in like ten minutes, and yeah. that was a little bit di- like di- disappointing. No matter how like satisfying and rewarding the experience of exploring the dungeon is, like it was. Bing, bang, boom, done. And is that you um, using like crazy Zonai shit? I, that that one it? was not even that wild. No, yeah, uh, that that one was just just qu- really quite short. It's it's so interesting, right? Because these, if you think of the dungeons as huge fucking shrines, they're great. Yeah, when you compare them to the more sort of curated. Uh, more, you know, for lack of a better term, like designed experience. I'm I'm replaying Ocarina of Time right now for this stri- for Trial by Fieri, and it really is it is night and day. Um, and it's not to say that you know the improvised stuff of just using the tools in Tears of the Kingdom doesn't work. It does, and it's great and very clever and very cool. Um, but it's a di- but it's a an inherently different thing. Um, I don't know yeah. how they could like get that experience unless. They shut off certain parts of the thing for you, which some of the shrines do. Some of the shrines you go in naked, and it's like, okay, you got to use this to do get in here. But that does kind of betray the spirit of the thing. I, I don't know. It's it's a it's a mixed bag. Yeah, I don't know. I prefer. I I've most Zelda, traditional Zelda dungeons. I'm not a huge fan of, which I know is blasphemy. There's but some the, really bad ones. Yeah, for sure. They do the the designed thing very poorly. I, I, these I dungeons reminded me of. There's one dungeon, again, this is a deep cut, and I remember talking about it when we talked about it, uh, its re-release on Switch. There's a Skyward Sword dungeon that's like a sand ship. Yeah. And it has like some really out-of-the-box thinking mechanics where you're traveling back and forth through time. Yeah. And that is what these dungeons feel like to me because I feel like I'm coming up with solves that they didn't necessarily intend in an order that they didn't necessarily intend. Absolutely. I like that freedom, even if it does mean for shorter dungeons. Yeah, uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I felt like I had to do them in a very precise order, and it wasn't as satisfying to me. Um, so I'm yeah. fine if they're short. That doesn't really bother me. I um, do like I do like these dungeons actually better than the Breath of the Wild dungeons because yeah. I feel like the Breath of the Wild dungeons tried to have it both ways, and it it was it was really I found those those dungeons quite hard to navigate some yeah. of them because it was like if you, well, don't do get you want the me to fucking clue. jazz it or do you want me to do what you want me to do right exactly. 
juice a plant. What do you guys think? Oh, can we talk about the boss fight? Sure. The, yeah. yeah, that's a good boss Amazing fight. Amazing uh, boss fight. It's a really good boss fight. <laughs> uh, you're you're flying you're flying through the air and there is a big sort of what would you say? Kind hula hoop worm. Hula hoop worm. <laughs> Uh, who's got hoops in him, uh, and uh, the hoops are protected by some sort of crystalline structure. And when, once it's exposed, he shoots little spikes at you. You can you can uh, shoot it. Now this is a very this is a very uh, I found this divisive for myself <laughs> because the first thing I discovered that you could do is dive bomb your body yeah. Yeah. through him. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, I did it well, accidentally, and I was like, oh, that's, that's so funny. Can I tell you guys something? I thought that that is how you're, I did it. I did that first, and that's the only thing I knew about. Uh, <laughs> so for me, <laughs> you forgot that Link could use had projectiles available yeah. to him that slowed down time. No, no, no. I think I'm going to point break this one and just repeatedly like fly through the air, wait till I get a good angle on him, dive through the spikes as they're yeah. shooting me, right? Because I have to have the angle above it. So I'm like veering out of the way of spikes and then dive bombing my way right through him because that's oh, the way man. you hurt him. And, that, and it just gets harder and harder to do. Uh -huh. This was, I should note, the boss fight where I told you guys that I did not in last time when I was somewhat disillusioned with the game, and I mentioned I was kind of stuck. Oh my because god! Because I okay. didn't have cool proof items, and I was out of things that warmed me up. Uh -huh. So I did this boss fight with my <laughs> hearts constantly draining. Oh my god! Just point breaking through this dude. <laughs> oh my god! Over and over again. It took me probably thirty tries. That's so. I, first of all, congratulations for sticking to your guns and and getting it done in the face. It of... was so fun to do. Yeah, I thought, wow, I did not. The, wow, what a concept! I am using yourself as the weapon. I am so willing to accept Chris's honest mistake of getting to the temple without realizing that there was something missing. Yours is some next level shit, Juice. <laughs> yeah, yours is some to forget that the bow that the right trigger button does exist is a is some next level sort of to dissociation. Be fair, if I can say also the scale makes yeah. it feel like there's nothing a bow there, would do. It's dude-shaped. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, it, and you're being generous to the designers. You know, you're you're assuming the best of them. That yeah. they, right. they have really innovated. It's on. more fun to do it my way. I will say, yeah. it was, if I had Same more arrows, And once I got good at it, it might look cool. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Not to the fucking Rito on the ground who are like, what is he doing? Also, you just come down covered in guts. Yeah, just covered in goo. It's done. He was showing me. Here's the skill of me. He, before he left, that little elf showed me this bag he had of 24 bat eyeballs. And he told me that if he glues them to an arrow, it makes it magically find his target. And that seemed like nonsense to me, but he's not even trying it. <laughs> uh, did, did, is any, do we have any uh, pimple popper people here? Any scab oh. pulling off for people? Because, no, man, no. that really plays. If, if, if you're one of those weirdos. Does not, it? Not that I am. When you smash through the worm? Uh, yeah, just popping like his little, his oh, okay, little I giant so. skin pimple. Yeah. Kind of gross. Yeah. It's a really fun way to do it if you're looking for a different way yeah. of doing it later. <laughs> I 
I just still don't really have a lot of interest in the dungeons because I'm I'm still just enjoying the rest of the exploration. And I know we're going to talk about the deaths in just a moment in the second half. But yeah, I, I just don't feel motivated to do the dungeons at all. And I, I feel like... Why am I, I don't know if I'm blanking on this or misremembering, but in other Zelda games, you were motivated, one, because you just didn't have anything else to do, but two, you wanted to, like, continue to collect powers or abilities. Yeah, yeah that's correct. And, you get a tool in everyone, yeah, and, usually. And here, I understand that there are abilities that I'm going to get from completing this, but I feel already like I have the coolest abilities in any video game in a very, very, very long time. Um, so just kind of, like, tooling around is so much more enjoyable um, and there, and there are all these like just very small things. Like you find a dude in the middle of nowhere who is looking for honey, and he's a drummer. And then you find out that you need a drummer at one of the camps. And then by doing that, that helps you unlock a thing that I'm not going to spoil. And that, that kind of like falling down the Wikipedia rabbit hole of a video game is just so much more enjoyable than. So- the dungeon format i want i want to talk about the drum thing real quick and i'm, I'm not going to spoil where it goes but i found so, someone else who was like in their house saying like i'm not going to come out unless i hear drums and i didn't have any other context and i sat outside of that quote house hitting everything i had fucking <laughs> trying great. to get them to come out <laughs> <laughs> fucking ru- fucking <laughs> rusina over there like okay <laughs> boom choo choo well her name was zelda and she um, <laughs> uh which honestly like didn't bother me at all like i and eventually like i found the guy that plants talking about and did that quest i was like oh that makes sense but like i like trying that shit and i'm i'm still not looking anything up for this game and it's been like still so rewarding to me mm-hmm. um just to come back to the one of the other things that plant talked about with the the powers and you're right plant and the other zelda games like the motivator is like oh i get a boomerang and with that boomerang i can now hit things from far away or whatever it is in this one i think they were even smarter than the powers you unlocked in breath of the wild which were like essentially one time use on cooldown or yeah they were like powers but they would be like five minutes on cooldown after you use one of them and these all seem to be very much integrated into what you do while you're exploring. Yes. So the retail one obviously extends your glide distance. The other one that I've gotten, which I won't spoil, uh, does other things that are like tremendously useful from an exploration. I, 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 standpoint. I mean, I'll just say, do the fire temple second. You get yeah. A, so that was the one I did second, that. That and it was also really very, the very, very good. Village one. No, it's no, that's in Goron. the volcano. But I'm, but I'm at the Gerudo village one. Pretty sure it's okay. Naruto, but that's that. I mean, that power <laughs> no, is pretty Naru- neat too. You think Naruto? Yeah, it's Naruto. Okay, mm-hmm. it's with the um, logs. Yeah, the powers are just convenience. I think. Yes, like they are there to make exploration and you know combat and all that go you know just a little bit smoother. But mostly, they are there to keep you. They give you a lot of the effects that a lot of like items do in the game. Only you don't have to spend your items and you can do them. Yeah, they don't have durability you have to worry about. Uh, Griffin, would you recommend, without telling people about the temples themselves, would you recommend an order? Um, So the order I have done them is uh, the wind one, which we can say, and then the fire temple, we've more or less said. Uh, Then there's the Zora have one i did that one third and then i went to the gerudo which is the fourth one and um, is that the order you would recommend 
I don't know. I don't know about th- I don't know about three and four. I feel pretty good about one and two. I okay. use that wind burst power pretty much yeah. all the time. My my main means of traversal now. Well, these days is like outrageous flying machines that I have uh, constructed. Yeah. Um. But before that, it was shooting up a Skyview Tower and then using that Rito wind burst thing to just like fly across the map. Um. So I I, I would definitely say wind then fire maybe even fire than wind is what I would do my next playthrough but um then the other two i don't know fascinating uh we'll uh we're we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll come back and we're gonna dig a little deeper (laughs) you go get a phone you just want a phone talk to your friends and family you're not asking so much then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. Um, I did not have context for like how big <laughs> it is down there, right? Yeah. Um, I I kind of didn't realize the first time you go down there, it seems so gigantic and cavernous. It's like, wow, this is a really big cavern. 
And then as you start like walking, it's like, man, you could really get lost in here. It's like, oh my God, it's as big as above this. And it's, it's just literally dark. the same size. It's the it's fucking Siofra River. It's the Siofra River well moment of uh of Tears of the Kingdom, where you go down and you're like, I know how big Elden Ring is. And then it's like, there's another sky downstairs. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. I thought it, I, I had been hearing like ripplings of like people talking about, oh yeah, there's like underground. And I remember early on I was playing and I like found a cave and I was like, oh yeah, this is this is what they're talking about. These like little caves are like a fun offshoot to like the there's main a lot of dungeon. Caves, though. And then you're like, at the fun, the caves are great, but and then you're actually in the depths and you're like, holy shit, this is yeah. otherworldly. Uh, how um, long did it take you guys to actually go down there? I resisted I mean, I feel for like quite I... a while. I was pretty intimidated. It seemed really scary. It is scary. And I, I didn't like get the uh, camera for a very long time because of that. <laughs> yeah, that's why I... I would recommend people do it early, just because you can unlock the camera that yeah, way. Yeah, also, I mean, just general tip for anybody who still has not started playing this game, you really should clear out as much as possible in the uh, that first town camp that you're in where yeah. like all the early missions are because i i did not even know that that quest in the dirt or in the depths existed um until we had all been talking about it and then i went back there and yeah. I, again I, I i kind of like broke the order in which i was doing things and was trying to find the camera and couldn't get it because i hadn't actually triggered that mission oh okay um, have you can we talk about the last sort of upgrade thing that you get after yeah the, i think the sort of I, yeah, I think so that I, yeah i very much want to i don't it's even, so cool yeah I, well it's, it's also on the way to if you're doing the camera quest you in theory should come yeah. really it's close the second it. step basically after you get the camera if you go back down there it's like the next thing you get yeah uh so auto build is the last thing that happens and i feel like it is the the piece of, of of the Zonai machine building puzzle that this game kind of gives you the keys keys to the Tears of the Kingdom with uh, and makes it something that you can actually integrate into basically every other uh, pillar of the game, whether it's like making a, you know, a hover bike that you can use to tool around the depths in or making a fire shooting drone that you can just kind of plop down on the ground whenever you're facing enemies with a certain type of elemental weakness uh, or just three fucking springs stacked on top of each other that you can just drop at any time you need to go up, uh, you know, 60 feet in the air. Uh, you can save those. You can favorite them. You also find templates for other machines that are like sort of pre-built in the game. And then you can either utilize nearby pieces to just instantly build that schematic or you can spend one of the resources in the game called zonite uh to if you don't have those specific like tech technology pieces around you you can sort of spin that zonite and it'll make it from thin air um, yeah i i was i didn't use it for a very very long time because i'd be like oh i'll just build a raft it's a piece of wood and a fan on the back of it and that's fine and then I started getting more of the schematics just from exploring the ca the depths. And now I'm doing it a lot more because I have like 600 Zonite and I could like afford to like make some right. ball rash shit out of nothing. Right. And it's been 
totally game changing for me. But it does sort of you have to wrap your head around like being willing to spend that resource. Okay. You can also just plop down the machinery from your inventory, which is what I usually yep. do. Like I have yeah, I do so many fans. And so if I want to build my little hover bike, I'll just drop a couple fans in the control stick and then use the auto build to just instantly zip it together. Um, Juice, it sounds like you didn't you weren't you did not care for this system. It's not that I didn't care for the system and it and it kind of hinges on my the the problem that I'm running into with this game, um, which I, I have now spent probably God maybe thirty thirty hour thirty hours thirty ish hours the past couple weeks, um, I, I am really plagued a lot of the, for a lot of the time with this game that there's a better way that I could be doing things, um, and that that sense of boy it's taking a long time to climb up this hill it'd be easier if I did this a different way. And I know there's an easier way. Sometimes I don't know what the easier way is uh, because I haven't encountered yet. Sometimes I do know what the easier way is, but a lot of times it's just like a lot more basic or annoying to, to put a point on what I'm saying. I, there's a lot of times where I have, you know, you have a hill that you need to climb and I didn't have what I really needed is just like a hot air balloon or, uh, a little ship or something. And and the idea that you could have a ship that has like batteries and fans and a, a handle on it, you can just kind of fly around with it. Um, it really made it so if I didn't have one of those on hand, I felt like I was kind of wasting my time. Once you get the auto build, the only sort of limit to that, having that available to you is how much of the Zonalite that you have mined. So, that sense of like, it's really the Zonai machines that are, I know how cool they are and I love so many aspects about them, but the constant idea or the constant thought that like any, almost any problem that I have in the open world could be uh, solved a lot more easily with a specific kind of Zonai machine and, you know, just getting, taking the time, I guess. So I'm, I've found myself spending a lot of, time and it's not wholly unenjoyable but i will get to the end of like playing for an hour and realize that everything i've done in that hour is in service of making the next hour i play easier or a little bit more comfortable or a little bit less annoying and that that sense is something that i'm really struggling with uh right now with with tears of the kingdom yeah that it's interesting and i and I've I've sometimes felt like, oh, I'm going to go back to this cavern that I've been to before because I know a lot of bomb flowers grow in it. So I'll do like a run there. But broadly speaking, I find that if I mix up what I'm doing. So, for example, if I'm spending a lot of time in uh, caves, like doing random caves that I run across, I will end up with a shitload of the bright flowers so that. After I'm done with the caves, I know I can go in the depths and like go really far in the depths because I have all these bright flowers. And then when I run out of those, I can go up to the sky and maybe the sky will, I'll find a map in the sky that brings me back to the depths. I think it's, if you get too tied into, this is the only thing that I could do at this very time. And the only way I can do it is if I have a bunch of bombs, then I could see that being frustrating because you're constantly giving yourself fetch quests. But I think if you kind of like go with the flow a little bit, you will run into the resources that you need to do the other stuff just like as happenstance. I, I also know experience. what you're talking about because that is, I feel like the 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 kindling of 
it is the fuel of this game, this feeling of like, well, if I go and I get this armor and then I upgrade it twice, then it'll give me, you know, uh, more more Zonai energy when I'm using my machines. So I'll do that so that when I fly around, I can do it for longer and it'll be a little bit easier to tool around the map and or, et cetera, or, et cetera. Or just expand the scope to add on to that, to add an example of that. Like, it's annoying to have to go farm a bunch of uh, uh, watermelons that help me stay cool in the desert. I should go try to find armor that will keep me cool in the desert instead. And then I switch back and forth between the armor at, that I I have that keeps me cool and then the ones that keep me warm. And all I'm doing is like going into a menu over and over again and I, you haven't really made anything new. You're just eliminating annoyances that you yourself have created, which I think this, the machines do a lot. The armor does a lot. And I know some of that is like video games with the capital V. It's just, it, it, it's a, a little frustrating to see it here. I, I will say on the armor front, I totally agree with you. I, this is the one area of Breath of the Wild that I feel like they didn't spend a lot of time thinking how I can rework this system because the amount of time that I feel like I'm hot swapping armor because I'm in a fight and I need an attack up armor or I'm in a cold, so I need warm armor is a no. It's just you do it so much in this game and the menus are a little easier to dive into, but it just doesn't feel that fluid. And you compare that to something like um, Elden Ring or even like Hollow Knight, which I think has like a really smart build system where you're like spending points depending on the situation um, could have really served here where you weren't spending so much time in menus. Um, I, I just want to say that that I find that element of I'm going to do I'm going to play this thing so that it's easier for me to play it next time. It like I think this is a taste thing more than anything. Yeah, like, that's, I like that's that too. What I like. That's no, what okay. I, that's what you I guys want. are actually kind of hitting on it. It works on me too. But when I zoom out on the time I'm spending with this game, yeah. it's not that satisfying, right? It's very, it feels very popcorny. And then I realize, like, man, I tell you, I'm, it's, it's addictive, right? Because it's a very good loop. But I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I'm getting a lot out of it. I guess would be for, what I'm, what I'm putting a point on. So for me, and maybe it's just different approaches or different parts of the game. I haven't had a lot or any of that, mostly because if I'm getting bored, I just go to a different part of the world. So if I'm yeah. getting bored with something in the depths, I go to the sky. Or if I'm getting bored with something on the ground, I go somewhere else. And if and if you're right, like I, I start thinking about, well, I could be solving blank with all these different Zonai machines. I don't know. I, I think there's like a sense of FOMO that has happened with this game. And weirdly, it reminds me of something that happened with Animal Crossing, where mm. Nintendo has made a game that mm -hmm. is so considerably viral. And it's so easy to share these like cool little visual moments of how you play the game. Yeah, with the but, online power of the Switch, it's never been yeah, yeah, yeah. to, to copy yeah. your friend hey, code. It, to it put does into have a, a Wi-Fi connection. Mastodon. Okay. Um, but no, but, but being able to see the way that all these people are playing... It, it's very easy for it to create a sense of you're not playing it right. And I don't mm -hmm. know if that's quite what you're talking about here. Very much so. Uh, and not right or wrong, but like... There's an easier way to do it, so why wouldn't How many times during way? this conversation have we talked about like, wow, you really wasted a lot of time. If you had just had this, then that thing now, wouldn't have I, been... I, I will know. push back and say that, though, in this conversation, and I would 
if if you think about it, like I think in a lot of those experiences, like it's still fun. Like it is still fun to. I yeah. this this is why it's a taste thing. Is like if if that knowledge that what you are doing is not optimized detracts from the enjoyment that you have playing it that way, like then you know that's that is a a you know valid valid complaint. I just it's I have enjoyed my time with the game so much that that does not bother me. Just as an example, it, Justin was talking about a, a there's a hill in front of you or a cliff, let's say that you need to climb and if you don't have a blimp it's a pain in the ass the like tension of or not even tension but me standing back in front of the cliff looking up and being like okay i have this much stamina there's a ledge here there's a ledge here i could rest on this maybe and i actually get a shitload of thrill like actually making it up a cliffside like that in like a really tense fun way using no gear whatsoever so it I mean, again, you're right. Like, whether that's appealing to you or not is sort of up in the air. But I think there's a lot in this game, if you just take it at face value, you can find something engaging with it without tapping into, I'm going to make a fucking calculator out of Zonai machines. That's, again, whether that clicks in or not is is person to person, but that's how it feels for me. It's, again, it's it's like, it's not like I want to put it down. It's it's more like, I, I, I wish the... Um, the 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 slightly meatier chunks that are a bit less mechanical i wish they were maybe more uh condensed is not maybe the right word i i just i i i don't dislike the, the what you're talking about but what it is going to lead to is me spending 30 hours doing one dungeon and harvesting you know building a bunch of kickass skycopters or whatever and then probably moving on to something else. Um, and and I, I I don't know what the solve is for that, but it, it does. Here's what it is. If I had the ability to flip a switch and say, okay, now you always have this zone of light plane that has full batteries and fans and a stick you can fly around with. I feel like that's not without the realm of, like if I had, could do that, I would just do it, right? So I could go f- have fun and explore and do stuff that interested me rather than having to like scream at a horse to please God Christ climb over the rocks, um, I, I I would do it. And I and I find that like But d- but don't you think like if you activated cheats in GTA you would play for five hours and then stop? Let, 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 let me let me let me poke at this because I, I understand where Justin is coming from here. I think you are getting at something that is like very spot on that people that they have given a lot of people a Minecraft like game, but not with Minecraft like resourcing. And I think it's telling how popular um, item duplication already is in the mm. game, that it's it's everywhere. Like, if you go on any TikTok or anything like that, it is it is the thing, and everybody's trying to find the easiest way to do it. I have definitely done it, because literally the thing that you're talking about, where I'm like, you know what, I just want to have a gajillion zone, like, Zonite bobbles um, that I can carry around whenever I want. Because that will make the game better for me, and I'm not losing anything. Like, it's not breaking right. the, the game's economy for me in any way imaginable. It's just making it so I can create things whenever I want to. And I think I do agree with you on that part of I wish that the economy was more generous with those sorts of things when it's so central to the game. And when you have limited resources, it discourages experimentation, which is what the game seems most interested in. That said, some of those 
okay. it's very easy. To, I, I found it so easy to dupe things that like I kind of have even forgotten about the kind of anxiety that you're feeling because hmm. I did this early and then I never thought about it again. Some of those armor upgrades are like bonkers expensive. Yeah, <laughs> like some yeah, of them require an a, a simply outrageous amount of of uh, of farming. What's like a, a ton of money? <laughs> What's a lot of money to you? <laughs> well, I'm just asking because like the, the <laughs> fucking Warren Buffett over here, <laughs> the, the, the the diamond duping is so so easy. What's it, what's it Not even diamond shit. Like you go gotta go get five fire breath Lizalfos horns. And it's like, I don't know what that is. Who those <laughs> I've are. actually been doing a lot of that stuff. I find it like a lot of my time is spent um, going after resources to upgrade armor because I want to surprise myself with what the set bonuses are. Mm-hmm. And so I'll go around the map. I'll, I'll like check my compendium. I'll be like, okay, foxes live in this area of the depths. And then I'll ride around on like a skeleton horse I find down there. I'll find foxes. I'll mark them on the map and then kill them all, collect their shit. And then do other stuff until a red moon shows up and then go back to the frox oh locations God. and farm them again. And I find that like supremely rewarding, but I realize that my brain works. Well, no, different. I think, but that's what's cool, right? Is, that sounds like a description of the game of the year if I've ever heard. Of. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's great that I, w- I have not played this game like that at all. Like at all, at all. I'm truly just wandering in the wasteland doing dumb shit. And. Maybe who knows when I will ever get around to finishing the actual game game and the game is seems just as happy for me to be doing that. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm wildly underpowered compared to everyone else. Um, but I'm just linked tooling around having the time of his life. I do. I want to say this about the depths as well. The format of the depths, the idea of like being in a pitch black space oh. and then like, Really like good. looking in the distance to see if you can find a light route and then lighting that up and suddenly the area you've been like stumbling through you have like all visibility is so fucking rewarding and i just yes. want them to do more stuff with this or like add like 50 levels that are like increasing in difficulty and i have to light them up again and i will play the shit out of that guys is- i found mining pants Oh, yeah. yeah, I found those pants, too. They're awesome. They were just lying around, right? It's wild for something so valuable. Well, you can actually find... Uh, <laughs> no, you can say... Come on. There's... there's uh, the, the Sky Islands give you... A lot of the chests that you can find up there give you yeah. maps to armor pieces. I have found a lot of maps, but I, I'm yeah. still missing one piece of the mining clothes, and it's driving me a little nuts. <laughs> um, I, I should mention, also, part of what makes this more... Uh, more more habitual parts or addictive parts more lucrative for me is I am somebody who gets super fixated on like locomotion like that is like my number one upgrade if I'm playing Spider-Man or whatever yeah of course like getting places as fast and as easy as possible that's like huge to me in almost every game so I am especially susceptible and it's like you know you can have a kick-ass plane if you just did this this and this uh is I'm I'm especially vulnerable to that. Also. Yeah, I mean, me too. Uh, you know, I I had like eight hearts and max stamina. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I was like what just I did too. trudging my way through it. <laughs> and so I get that, like totally. Uh, and that's why I liked having the bird upgrade as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I keep thinking of this game in the context of Elden Ring because they are similar insofar as they're as you know I think comparably large in terms of like scale. Uh, but obviously very different in terms of where their focuses lie. I think Elden Ring's, like, combat is, like, worlds better. 
than of course. Uh, Elden Ring, uh, than Zelda's combat. But I think from a, like a puzzle solving standpoint, Zelda is like way more interesting and allows for way more bonkers shit. But honestly, like these two games are head and shoulders above any other open world games I've played in the last 10 years. Because well, Breath they of the are, Wild, Breath of the Wild, like well, I would, Breath of the Wild, I guess, is in the same category as that. But this one, even more so than Breath of the Wild, because uh, unlike what Justin's saying, I don't feel, you know, that it doesn't feel as much of a chore to me as I tend to feel when I'm doing open world games. And maybe that's because it's gorgeous and I like running through the world and climbing shit and building shit. And, like the like the meta of this game, like the nitty gritty is what keeps me coming back. I don't feel like running through a field is boring because it's very satisfying. You know, it's gorgeous and everything, but I can understand why it might not necessarily click for someone, but fuck man, like all I can think about and the game's been out for, I guess a week and a half for maybe two weeks. And all I can think about whenever I have free time is when can I play more Zelda? Cause it is that fucking top of mind for me. I think you may be a Nintendo addict. I've Nintendo seen this. It's called head. Video Game Brain. <laughs> yeah. Me and my partners have been working on a cure. My teachers warn me about this. And it's this serum. But the serum is like a Jekyll and Hyde thing for oh. Russ. So like when he takes it, he's normally himself, but then he just rips out into Dr. Games. And he's like an <laughs> absolute game monster. You can also <laughs> only speak in rap. Yeah, he's a rap. That is how I beat Spunky, actually. I was Dr. Games at the time. So makes sense. Um, yeah, it's a good game, and uh, I will probably keep playing it. Um, as hey, much use as... use plants cheats. That seems like a good way I, for you. I'm to very have time. I, now that we are done with these these episodes, I may do that because like I, if it was up to this, if if it was just me living my life, I could just play this. I mean, I'm good, right? Yeah. Like I, that is part of my. Uh, a, a very sort of like privileged frustration is like I we got to do the show and I got to play other stuff, um, and I, I I that is ten how I tend to fall off of games. So, but I maybe yeah. I, I mean, trust me something. when when my kid wakes up from a nap after an hour instead of two hours, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you don't like. I it. get it. No. Yeah, I just don't like spending time with him. Is really what it comes. Yeah, to. <laughs> yeah it makes perfect sense to me. Uh, <laughs> I actually like your. I like uh, your hey, son. Real quick, how about, how about just like one or two questions? Yeah. Um, this one from uh, Little Chard. Uh, how do you talk about this game with your friends who are also playing it? My friend group are st- they're playing this game, but since we're all experiencing things in different orders and dying to talk about it, it's very difficult to hold a spoiler-free conversation. That's a good question. Here's what I've done. Uh, oh yeah, tell me fresh. Per- I, I can't. Uh... <laughs> yeah. So another friend of mine who is playing the same way I'm playing, which is not looking anything up, like a maniac like a maniac is uh, here's what we've landed on is we can refer to things in breath of the wild. Like for example, have you been to Hateno town? We know that there's a Hateno town in, uh, in both games and use that as reference for like figuring out where each other have been without having spoiled anything. I don't think yeah. the temple spoil anything. I think you can pretty easily say wind temple. Yeah. The person's yeah. not going to be like, what did you just what say? What the fuck? Yeah. Wind temple. Yeah, yeah. I, we. I typically like suggest things without spoiling what they are. I when we were on tour, first of all, fucking everybody was playing. We were on a bus at one point where five of us were playing Zelda. Uh, and, and when it was I just w- me staring at them, like, please engage with <laughs> at yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> on every airplane and airport I was in, 
I saw more switches out than I probably ever have. Yeah. Um, and everybody was just playing Zelda, which is very, very cool. But like we we talked about the auto build power, which was not something that you or Travis had yet. And when you said that, I was surprised and was like, okay, you have to go do the depths quest like right now because man, you find something very cool down there. Um, little did I know that it would psychologically ruin the game for Justin. And I am sorry about that. <laughs> I wish I just kept my big stupid mouth shut. Uh, I, I do want to say before we move on, I love the Yiga clan like so much. So fucking funny. It's really funny. It's great that every, you know, every single human you speak to in the depths is going to be a Yiga. But there's that moment of like, hey, what's going on, bro? You want to chill by this fire of death? Yeah. So fucking great. And the and the leader of them is great. And it's, oh, I love it. It's like Team Rocket all over again. So good. Uh, I met at least one of them up on the surface. Yeah, there oh, are yeah, sure, on the surface as well, up. but. But the, all yeah. the ones in the depths, though, I gotcha. Yeah, so funny. Yeah, I just um, like talking about spoilers. I, 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 I don't care at all. I, I know I, you do. No, well, I know not just a normal spoilery uh, stuff because I know that you hold that against me. But I, I like when there's an exciting conversation around the game and everybody's excited and you get that schoolyard feeling of like, I did this. Can you believe it? And I can't even imagine sometimes what people are describing. Or I see it on TikTok and I'm like, I don't even know how I'll ever get to that i don't know it, it, it doesn't really bother me because so far i haven't had any story spoiled um yeah i don't just, care about the story so much as like just gameplay stuff or armor well, sets I, and st- i also think fresh you you said for your your kind of problem with this is if you see a new pair of pants in a tiktok video or something you immediately will be like oh shit now i know those pants exist i need to go find that and then you like one track mind, or it How just on earth not even that. About looking it, stuff up though, like yeah, no, I wouldn't be able to find the pants. It's not like you can go it. around to, to all the different Ritos. Like, hey, have you seen any sick ass red <laughs> pants? <laughs> no, you know it, I get some sick red pants with snowflakes on them. It's more that it uh, dulls the thrill of finding them when I do find them. That's um, what that's um, what the drawback mm-hmm, is for me, and why I why so I. So you are spoilers. saying that you, an adult man, could be spoiled by pictures of pants? Yep. <laughs> One hundred percent. Can I? Can I just say you can real- take a bad feeling. Your emotional state could be ebbed or flowed one way or to other by seeing some some kick ass pants. Yep. Uh, never ever change. Uh, yeah, you're perfect. The way you are. Can I just say we're not going to have another Zelda episode for a while? I just want to say I really like the story. The story in this game does some pretty cool stuff. That's, and that's all I'll say about. It. We haven't said anything about the story of the game. Um, is but I I. I am enjoying it, and I look forward to a time where we can all sort of talk about it. Yeah, um, I, I've really just scratched the surface on the story, but I have been intrigued by it. Um, I, it's not that I don't care, but it's it's less of a not draw pants. For yeah, I get it. The yeah. pants. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna combine two questions really quick because I want to talk about a theory I have. Um, Jim Redding asked: There's been interviews where they say that Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, Style Zelda is the new standard moving forward. What do you think about that? And another one from uh, EG Stan account uh, asking about, you know, how does it feel that they're reusing the map? You know, will we see more people do this? Um, I have a theory of what I think what the third it? game in this trilogy is. Oh, yeah, be. me too. Go, You do yours. What, my theory is that it is the first Zelda game that we, right now, we are learning how to use, like, what's left over of Zonite. And that we are going to get the very, very origin story of all of this that we've been dancing around for the past two games. Like and, get a Triforce cooking. 
And yeah, yeah, and that when we go back in time, we're going to get to do the the original fight, and there will be way, way, way more machine Zonite options because it's like peak of this this kind of culture and its technology. That's got to be a, stuff that comes out of the body. So like Breath of we call it Legend of Zelda, piss in the city, <laughs> piss of the city, mm-hmm. piss of the city, piss of the city. I think where it's going is. I think they're going to do it the, one more game with the same style in with the same map, but it's going to be like another 20 years in the future and way more developed. So like legit cities and cool. technology and crazy shit like that would be, I'd be so fucking into that. You I mean, it'll this. be eight years down the road. Switch two. Switch two. Switch two fucking Tears of the Kingdom two with online multiplayer. That sounds good. Um, I will say, hey, on the map thing, if I could just say my own piece for myself, fucking reuse a map every single day, I would have no mm-hmm. way of knowing. I have absolutely <laughs> no idea. They, you it fucking is- reuse character names. I, I have somebody, it's the same guy that I hired to come into my brain after I finish a season of reality TV on Netflix. He just comes and gets a big broom, sleeps in all of the trash, okay? <laughs> Fucking reuse these maps all day long. I will, yeah. ha- I will never know. I would never know. There's always a Hatino village. How the fuck could you know that? There's no way. Uh, uh, do you know how many things I've I've read uh, uh, that are like, go to where you remember this being from the... Fuck off. There's no way. <laughs> the, luckily, the village hasn't changed location. Yeah, I've moved twice. Like, I have no idea. In my human life, right? I don't, I don't remember where anything is. We're using it uh, all day long. It is cool seeing, like, you know... Terrytown, and it's like, oh, Terrytown's doing great. It's it is, or the other cities who have fared not not as well. (laughs) I went to my old house in Hateno, and I was like, okay, Zelda lives here, but do I live here? There's some interesting. I do this with (laughs) characters too. Every single one I walk up to, and there's like, if there's a swell of music, and they turn around slowly, I start racking my brain, like, uh, do I know this person or? Or not, or what, what? What? And then they're like, "Ah, it's you. It's good to see you again." And I have to start faking, like, "Ah, yes, it is totally really, yeah, absolutely." It's been wow. How long? How you been, I, man? How you been? Yeah, how you, you been? been? Good. Did, did so? What happened? Did we get into some action or what happened? Totally. totally now, ready for yeah, honorable man. mention. Do you have any crystals? Uh, <laughs> oh, Anything for me to whack or a bow? Okay, I gotta go. Honorable mentions. Uh, yeah. Let's kick them off. Justin, what else have you been enjoying in the world? Uh, you know what? I watched uh, a great... Did I talk about Sisu last time? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Nice. Sisu is a movie, uh, and it is uh, it is in English. There are some other languages in it. I don't know if that matters or not, but it's it's just this this kick ass flick about uh, a uh, right at, in Nazi occupied uh, uh, Europe where this gold miner, this old gold miner cat, uh, he finds this huge deposit of gold, and he's set upon by. Um, uh, a bunch of Nazis that realize that the war is basically over for them. But if they take his gold, then they'll be set after the war. And what they didn't know is that this um, this old man is the meanest old man that's ever lived in, the, in his <laughs> life. And they literally would send this guy into 
forests to hunt down Nazis like in in the trees. Like this guy is the one guy you don't want to do this to. And it's just like hyper violent. The lead dude doesn't speak. Uh, he's just like beset by these Nazis, and I'm. Um, it's huge, explosive, really wild action sequences, um, and just seeing, just watching Nazis get owned is almost always fun. And this has some unique ways of of spinning it that are really cool. Uh, it's violent. It's pretty bloody, um, but it's uh, it it really it really kicks ass. Um, Sounds dope. And it's on. I I watched it on Apple TV, but I don't I don't know. Um, and Sisu, by the way, S I S U is the name. That is not the character. It is a reference to a, a Finnish word that has no direct translation, but it's basically the determination and uh, fury that you receive when you've lost everything. And that is what uh, the this character is. They all call about. that John Wick in America. Yeah, it is from the same studio that brought oh, you John so there Wick. You go. <laughs> so the same production team too, I think. Uh, Fresh, how about you? No, it's mostly just Zelda. Whenever I can. Sad, isn't it? Sad. Uh, is Griffin? it sad? Sad. There's a great big. I, I mean, there. I look in my son's eyes occasionally, but largely <laughs> Zelda. Um. Yeah, I can't think. I mean, I'm still still grooving on Barry. Uh, oh yeah, it's, it it is set it sets something up in the most recent episode that I'm very excited to see where it goes. Hey, are uh, you liking this? Fi- we're not going to go into spoilers, but are you are enjoying the final season? I'm a little suspect of wow. it. Uh, it's got it hit a grim point, but this most recent episode really pulled it back from the brink for, okay. for me. Um, and now I am I could not be more. I mean, it's still incredible TV. It is just yeah, been it is a bit incredibly weaker. Well then uh, I I prefer. Yeah. It's really, I'm not that, pu- I texted Griff, I think, yesterday, and I was like, hey, man, I'm struggling. <laughs> it's uh, it's rough. It's rough over here. And this Are is you also in the, show, the latest but, season? Uh, yeah. So, uh, I'm maybe one or two behind Griffin, but it is, yeah. uh, it is bleak. Yeah. It's bleak. Um, but but it's, the performances, I, I got to say, uh, I don't know the actress's name that plays Sally. Holy so shit. So fucking good. Everybody. I mean, everybody does really great. But like, I think hers in particular is like probably one of the more grounded characters. And just the idea of like having to do that in, or, in and around like some of the most over the top, but also like fucked up. Yeah, it's really. They impressive. also do like, even though it is really dark they still bring in some like really hard laughs um that yeah. hit even harder because they, they the director of coda sean heater is God, so in fucking it as um she has been brought on to direct a sort of marvel stand-in called mega girls <laughs> and she says this is this, this she's talking to sally she said this is gonna be really good i think after people watch it they're gonna say yeah the same person definitely made Coda. <laughs> Sarah Goldberg is the actress's name, by the way. Uh, Secession's great, too, still, Boa. Yeah, man. Anyway. Uh, One episode left. I know. If you like Twilight Zone episodes, I watched an old movie called A Matter of Life and Death that is absolutely bizarre. It's by The Archers a production, which made like Black Narcissus and a bunch of other famous stuff. But here's why you should watch this, even if you don't like fancy uh, old movies. It's, the premise is that a uh, British soldier is uh, basically barreling to his death on a flaming plane. Uh, his entire crew has died. His best friend is in his arms. His parachute is punctured. 
And he's like, has to choose, like, should I just burn alive or should I jump to my death into the waters below? And he finally gets his radio through to uh, a woman who's the radio operator. She's an American. And he's like, hey, I'm going to die, but I love you because I just need something to love. Uh, Okay, I'm going to jump now. And then he jumps, but he survives. Whoa. How did he do that? Well, cut then to happens? heaven, yeah, then and heaven's Next like, <laughs> there's an accounting error. Fade up, Los Angeles. No. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's, it is one of the more bonkers, like, Twilight Zone things, and I think people will like it. Cool. I think we did it. Uh, Chris Point, you want to recap the games we talked about? Talked about Zelda. That's, that's, that's the only game that we talked about. And then we talked about some movies, like Sisu and A Matter of Life and Death, and we talked about a TV show called Barry. On HBO Max. Uh, I wanted to thank the following people for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. We have Costell, Jim Beast 2009, and Zach Schaub. Thank you for writing reviews for the besties, and thank you for everyone else sharing the show or writing reviews or doing your thing. Justin, what are we doing next week? Well, buddy, yoga, fire. We're going to be talking about Street Fighter Six. the war for, what is the subtitle? The battle for the crystals of the... It's just, it's just. Cammy's in it. Andy's in it. Cammy. Oh, I thought Andy from Toy Story. I was getting pretty. (laughs) Uh, We'll talk about all the great guest characters uh, next week. Uh, But uh, until then, um, be sure to join us again next week for the besties. Because should the world's best friends pick the world's best games. Steve.